Happy Halloween, audience dudes. <sighs> doesn't feel like Halloween because it's 80 degrees out. Well, it doesn't feel like Halloween for a lot of reasons. <sighs> Sorry I'm late. I had to type in my password to my computer manually. Like I'm, by hand. I'm I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't understand. Well, it's weird because I, I've been having the you know I I got my new phone, and as part of the new phone, I had to move over my Apple Watch to the new phone. And ever since then, the whole use Apple Watch to unlock your Mac has not been working. So I've had to like for the past like week or two, I've had to like type in my password to my computer every single time. It doesn't just like talk to the Apple Watch and let me in. And I have to type in. I mean, is there anything in the world worse than having to type in your password to your computer? No, no. It's like twelve characters. It's way too much. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a feature with the Apple Watch. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really nice, and I kind of forget how much I use it until I don't have it. I mean, of the course. number of times that I, I just, like, walk over to my computer and, like, slam my fingers down on the keyboard to wake it up and then, like, walk away and go do something else and then come back and it's just on, like, that's nice. That is really nice. <laughs> I mean, I can't you can't walk too far away because if you're too far away, then it doesn't, it doesn't do it. But, like, I can smack the keyboard and, like, take a second to plug my phone in, and then by the time I'm plugged in, I'm good to go. You know, little niceties like that. It's all a part of the Apple family. Commute, what do they call it? Ecosystem? Ecosystem, that's there the word. Is. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've tried to play with it a little bit, but I, I have a, um, a Apple Watch Series 6 coming next month or in a mm-hmm. couple weeks. So I figured maybe I'll just hold out till the new watch comes and then hopefully like a new watch resets it somehow or fixes it, so... Yeah, that could be it. We'll see. That'll be your first always-on uh, watch, right? Yes. The screen is always on? Yes, good memory. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah, because I have the Series 3, which I got like two years ago, and then even when I got it, it was like a year old. So mm-hmm. it's like the battery's not as good anymore. It's very slow. Um, I mean, it's always been kind of slow just because of like the processor that's in it. But as time has gone on, like, I've gotten more and more annoyed at how slow it is. <laughs> right. And I know the new ones are faster and everything. So, And plus, the always on screen would be nice. So, um, Yeah, I ordered, I ordered it with the phone because I thought, oh, it'll be, it'll be easier to just, you know, buy, buy them both, buy everything all at once, you know. But then it, it was, like, delayed because, like, so many people had ordered it that, like, I didn't get it with the phone. I'm getting it, you know, a, a month after the phone. So, whatever. That's going to be a lot of a lot of nice cash back on your Apple card there. Yeah, I think they already charged me for it, so I already got <laughs> already got That's my awesome. Yeah, I I have yet to actually spend any of the Apple cash that I've I've had the Apple card for uh, like a, a little over a year now. Mm-hmm. And I and the way I the way I operate with my credit cards is I just use my credit card to buy literally everything. And then I like I use it like cash and then every month I just pay it off completely. That's how I yeah. use my credit card. So, like, like most people should. <laughs> yes, like most people should. I agree. Um, you know, but I but and and it gives you like the cash back in the form of like Apple Cash. Like it's like their own like Apple like Venmo type system. 
and I've I've never used it, so I just have like a bunch of like money sitting in like the app my Apple Cash account or whatever. Man, and you I must and have I added up by now. I've I, I transfer mine to my bank account at the end of every month. I don't think I know how to do that, or I, mean, I just haven't. Maybe I just haven't tried. <laughs> it's really simple. I'm sure it is. I forgot you have Apple Card. Yeah, yeah. You're like explaining it to me. We we got this on the same day. I forgot. I totally forgot about this. I think you might have gotten it a day earlier than I did. Just all right. Well then, well I, then, I was. How about this? I wasn't explaining it to you. I was explaining it to the listener. How about that? I know. I know. Okay, it's allowed. <laughs> Whew! Save myself there. Thank goodness. Um. Yeah, I don't want to look like a fool on the internet. No, I've I've never done that. What are you watching? Anything? You watch anything new? Watch anything good? Well, The Mandalorian came out yesterday. Yeah, I was actually, I was going to watch it this morning. I was like thinking like, I'm going to get up and I'm going to like grab a bite to eat and I'm going to, I'm going to sit down. I had, I kind of like had like a mental idea of like a timeline for my morning of like, I can, I can probably squeeze in an episode of of Mando before we have to sit down and record this, you know, Mm -hmm. an episode of Mandalorian is usually like what? 35 minutes and i checked the season two opening is like an hour and i'm like okay i'm not gonna have time to do that before (laughs) before the podcast today it's the longest episode yet of the show oh really yeah i guess that Mm -hmm. makes sense um because like the season one finale was like 45 minutes ish maybe 50 minutes and this is like 56 or something Mm -hmm. although the credits are kind of long on mandalorian so it's a little skewed but (laughs) credits are fun though I oh, like the credits the are great. Art. I never skip the credits. <laughs> um, yeah, so I haven't watched it. Did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I've, yeah, heard, I'm, I've heard very good things. I've heard there's a fun surprise at the end of the first episode. Well, it's less fun when you already know that, but but, sure. I, but I don't know what the surprise is, so I'm still looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I sort of had an idea of like what they were going to do differently in season two, and they've proven me wrong already. Oh, that's fun. So, yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see. It's, see them sticking with what what they did in season one, which is fine with me. I remember when season one ended, I was like, you know, this is this is really good. They're drawing from like the animated stuff. I'm gonna sit down. I'm gonna watch all the Star Wars animated. I'm gonna watch all the Clone Wars, all seven seasons. I'm gonna oh I'm, I'm gonna like, you really know. I'm gonna really like understand like this universe and and all the different like things they're they're referencing. And then I didn't do that. So <laughs> it, that's a lot of work. That would be a lot of work, but I thought, look, I have a year. I have a year. I could do it, but I, I can't. <laughs> I know you can find streamlined versions to view. Like, the, There's versions online that are like, just skip these episodes. These are the only ones that are really relevant oh, interesting. To, to Star Wars, but I know you wouldn't do that. No, nah, I, I want the full experience anyway, so. Of course. <sighs> so what else is going on? Not too much. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's anything coming up this week, is there? <laughs> Shut up. On Tuesday, <laughs> what's going on Tuesday? I'm watching uh, Infinity War. You mean Tuesday, November third? Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I have. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't think anything important or major is happening. No, I at don't think all. So. Okay. N- nothing else going on that week. I'm looking. Or at just my Tuesday. Calendar. There's nothing. Um, what's Friday's the 6th? Oh, <laughs> my calendar says Friday, November 6th, Black Widow comes out. I'll have, <laughs> I'll have to change that. <laughs> oh, that stinks. Yep. Yeah, well, there's nothing going on Tuesday, so. Daylight saving time ends tomorrow oh, as we record d- this. 
do do we get an hour back or not? Fall let's see, forward, let's see. spring fall forward, backwards. fall back, it, spring forward, it, fall it, back. That's what it is. So that has go, to be like one of the worst sayings to go along with that. Like it, it, you have to think about it every time. I I don't know. I'm I I. To me, for me, it works. I don't have to think about it. I know spring forward, fall back. Summer sideways, winter time warp. <laughs> but like fall forward, fall backwards. Like I always have to say the f- spring first, <laughs> and then like fall forward. Am, does that, am I gaining an hour? Like, I could see. Am, how oh, it the could clocks be are going backwards, so I'm gaining an hour. Okay, whatever. Because you're right. If it was fall forward, it would be. It would have this nice kind of alliteration to it. Right. Fall right. forward. But it's not. <laughs> yeah, and these, these sorts of sayings normally have something alliterative to it. Right. This one, it doesn't. It's not alliterative. It doesn't rhyme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just completely it's made up. It's a bad saying. <laughs> I agree. You know what we should do? Tell me. We should just get rid of daylight savings time. Well, I think we should get rid of standard time. I, I like daylight saving time. I like well, the the extra. I like because daylight saving what? time is the time period. Where, See, I'm I'm so angry about this. I know all the details. Yeah, I know, I, know I, everyone ju- else. I just meant why don't we stop changing the clocks twice a year? Yeah, that's see, I, I think that's what most people mean when they say that. But but like the way I think about it is, daylight saving time is the time where the sun doesn't set until like seven or eight at night, which to me is like a normal time for the sun to set. And then in standard time, the sun is setting like four p.m. And mm-hmm. to me, that that drives me crazy. So we're about to go back to. The days of the summer of the sun setting at like two in the afternoon instead right. of like nine p.m. and it drives me crazy. But yeah, yes, I, I agree. We I should wonder, stop changing the clocks. I wonder if I'll even notice this year. Honestly, working from home, like I'm not driving anywhere. <laughs> so I mean, that, that's when you notice daylight savings time is when you're driving to work the next yeah, morning. That's true. That's true. You might notice it because there might be more more light in the morning when you wake up. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll notice it at night for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just remember. There's an election November 3rd. Oh, oh my God. How could I forget that? Yeah, I mean, not a lot of people are talking about it, so I think that's why. Yeah, gee, I want. I, 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 I guess that is that why we're recording on, on a Saturday as opposed Must to be. on a Tuesday? Maybe that's why. Mm-hmm. Weird. Not my decision. Was it not? I don't think so. I, I mean, I, it I was my it was idea, mutual. but you agreed. Right, to, you, yeah. but you, I, th- I remember you saying that that was a good idea to change the date we do this yeah yeah that's fine yeah plus you said like you said you want to watch infinity war right so there you go i i had this before i even knew the election was that night i knew i was watching infinity war so yeah that's that's, is that your is that your schedule that the first tuesday after the first monday (laughs) in november you always watch infinity war (laughs) it's it's a yearly tradition (laughs) oh man all right. Well, what do we got on the docket today? You have some follow up. Do I? Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Talk to me. You're okay. not even in the dock yet. No, I haven't even opened it up. I didn't know I had follow up, so I didn't think I would need to have this open. So just bear with me. I have this theory that <clears throat> um, people will be patient enough and to tolerate anything as long as you just keep saying, "Just bear with me." We should try that out. Yeah, just bear with me here. Um, we talked about horror movies last time. Yeah. And I, I mentioned that I think most horror movies are bad. Is this follow-up okay? Do you want to do this? Yeah, it's Halloween. Let's do it. Right. Okay. So 
I had this whole rant about how a lot of horror movies are bad, and even my friends who like horror movies will tell me, yeah, this, these movies are bad, don't watch them, but I like them, I think they're fun. And um, I recently, and sh- like shortly after, I think the day or two after we recorded that, I watched another horror movie that's sort of in this category. And I was like, the, the thing that... I remembered really the thing that really kind of drives me crazy about about it is we we watched this horror movie, um, and that's what the movie is. It was Scream Four. Oh, okay. And you, a and classic. I, I've said I love the first Scream movie. I think the first Scream movie is great. I think it's really good. It's it, the horror is good. The the, uh, the the violence is good. The comedy is good. It's fun. Like it's a really good movie. Okay, and each of the sequels is somehow worse than the one that came before it four and three are maybe about this about the same level of of how much it annoys me but what frustrated me is that like the 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 sequels to scream the first scream movie you haven't seen any of them right no okay so i'm not gonna do this too many spoilers but the first scream movie does a good job of teasing who the killer is without ever letting you feel like you have it figured out before the movie wants you to figure it out Mm-hmm. You know, and the, and there are a couple of fake outs and there are some things where you're like, wait, I thought it was this guy, but that doesn't add up because of this and that. And they do a really good fake out or or they do not fake out, but they do a good way. It's really good at it. it it's 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 the no cheats rule. There's no cheats like it. It feels like um, they're keeping you on on the edge. You ha- don't have it totally figured out, but it, it also at the same time feels like the movie isn't cheating you. It feels like it's playing fair. Right, it's the rules. It's like the the rules of fair play for mysteries, like Sherlock Holmes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so it it, it feels like, it feels so when you get to the end of the nothing's first, a red herring, right? So you get to the end of the first Scream movie, and you're like, oh, that's who. Oh, I see. Now it all connects, and and it's a kind of a good feeling of like, oh, they like they got me, and but but I totally see how that adds up. It totally works. It's so. It's, I think it's a good movie, and then. As the movies go on, they get more and more into, like, tr- they they want you to be totally and completely shocked by who the killer is. And they end up doing things where, like, oh, it's actually revealed that the killer is someone who's been in the movie for a total of 30 seconds before this. See, aren't you surprised you had no idea it would be this person? And it's like, yeah, of course I had no idea. The person's not in the movie. Like, the character's barely in the movie. Why would I think it's that person? That's not fair. You know, and they start doing things where they like take every secondary character and they and they like have a scene where like they're in the shadows and they're saying something kind of weird. And you're like, oh, are they the killer? Because they want you to think it could be literally any one of these 15 people. And then the reveal is that it's a person that you barely remember. And it's like you're not playing fair at that point. You're cheating. You know what I mean? Like you want so badly for me to be surprised at who the killer is that, that you're actually cheating now. You're not actually playing fair. And and. I complained about this after after every single one of these movies, and and the response I got was like, yeah, but aren't you surprised that like that's who it was? And I'm and I'm like, <laughs> but but it but it would be nice if that was set up in any way. Like if you want to have like a nice payoff in a movie, you have to set it up somehow. Otherwise, it feels like it's not fair. And <laughs> the response that I got from all my friends was like, yeah, but that's that's what a horror movie is. That that, that this is the genre. That that's horror. And I'm like, well, that's stupid. And this this is that doesn't make it okay. Of course, of course, it doesn't make it okay. And this is, this is like 
this is why I like the way I wrote it in our notes is like horror movies are bad and people act like that's okay. <laughs> like it's like there's somehow like if if some if a major plot twist is like not set up at all in any other movie, people get angry. But they do it in a horror movie, and it's like, yeah, but that's part of it. That's the fun of it. And I'm like, no, that's bad storytelling. <laughs> like, and that that is the kind of thing that drives me crazy. Is is and it's also sort of the thing that I think has put me off a little. Still, kind of puts me off a little bit from like getting super into horror movies. Is people like judge horror movies differently. And it there's it seems to be like acceptable for horror movies to not do good storytelling and but people still act like that's okay. And like that is the kind of thing that frustrates me. Like I want a good story. I don't want to be surprised because the answer makes no sense. And I, and then, so that's just like a a minor thing that I feel like I should have written down and should have talked about last time in our big horror movie episode. Um But yes, that's that's sort of what frustrates me about the genre too is that like this seems to be acceptable in this one category and i don't think that's fair it annoys me (laughs) so i'm looking at this scream 4 has a 3.1 out of 5 on letterboxd and 60 percent on rotten tomatoes 50 52 percent on metacritic so like you knew you were watching a bad movie right or like a a so-so movie um it's not like it's not like people are saying this is great right or were you watching it with people that were saying it's an awesome movie? Well, that well, but see, this is the thing about people who are like really into horror movies is like they don't they, care. They don't care because they're like, yeah, but it's fun. Like, and I'm like, but, but to me, like, poor storytelling is not fun. Like, of course, <laughs> like maybe that's pretentious. Is that pretentious? I am the pretentious. I don't one. think. I don't <laughs> think that's super pretentious, honestly. <laughs> All right, um, for for a movie buff like yourself. <laughs> For a cinephile like yourself. Um, yes, yes, that's what I am. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I knew, like, yeah, it's probably not going to be great, but it still might be kind of fun and enjoyable. And it just, the more I watched it, the more I was, like, frustrated with it. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, I, I gave it, I guess, a below average rating because it, it was frustrating to me. Because um, that, that's the other thing is that, like, sometimes these these movies have like good ideas but the good ideas don't show up until the third act when they want to surprise you and it's like that's a good idea why did you not reveal that or set that up in any way <laughs> right and then it becomes even more frustrating, frustrating in in the last part of the movie <laughs> so yeah like no no i knew going into it like ah, i'm I'm, pro- I'm probably not going to love it it's probably not going to be great but maybe i'll still get some enjoyment out of it um but it mostly just kind of annoyed me and, and frustrated me. And, and people are like, yeah, but it's fun. Like, that's that's what that's what horror movies are. And it's just that to me is frustrating. And like like my like one of my roommates, she's, she said, like, yeah, Tyler, like, you just want to watch a good movie. Like, that's your thing. And I'm like, yes, of course, that's what I want. Why would I want something different? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> she said she says that like it's a crazy thing to want. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, I'm being unreasonable. <laughs> you just want your movies to have some quality to them. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I like, I'm not opposed to watching a movie that's like, that's ah, not very good, but it's fun. You know what I mean? But we sometimes, watched Suicide Squad together. Yeah, yeah, yes, and that was that was fun as hell, right? What a movie! So, so, and so those movies do exist, right? Um, but sometimes it's like, like Scream Four. I thought kind of wasn't even that fun. Like, hmm. like, like, like Scream Two. 
I thought was like not great and kind of did a similar thing, but at least it was kind of fun. <laughs> what 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 was missing know. from Scream Four? That was jokes. in Scream Two. There was no there's no jokes. jokes. There's no, I mean, hmm. I mean Scream One and Two at least it was like it was like fun and like almost a comedy. Scream Four not really even that funny. Hmm, it is disappointing. Well, hopefully they redeem themselves with Scream Five. That's coming soon, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and it's, they have the three main um, cast members back. They got, like, the main girl, they got the police officer, and they got the girl from Friends. So, the you know, the main trio is back. Yeah. And everyone except me is like, well, that's that's what's important. You got to, you know, those are the main characters. They, they are the Scream franchise. You can't do it without them. And my hot take is, no, the Scream franchise is the ghost-faced guy, like, the killer, like... Right. You know, just do a movie with new characters and just have the have the connecting link be the same mask. Not even the same killer, if you don't want. Just have it be the mat like that, that outfit. You know what I mean? Right. You could just do that. Could, that could be a series with new characters every time, and that could be fun. That, there, there's a franchise. Boom. There you go. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I'm on board with that. So, yeah, and, and the original director of, of the movies died a couple years ago, so... Someone else will have to be, you know, will have to take over the franchise and maybe they'll do something different. I don't know. We'll see. 2022. We got to wait and find out. I'll watch. I'll watch all four of them before then. There you go. I was I was for a while because we watch me and my roommates watched the first three like a few months ago, like almost back to back. Like one day we'd watch one and the next day we watched two, you know, like um, see, so we, we went through like a mini like marathon of the original trilogy. Uh, the Scream original trilogy, um, <laughs> the SCU, right? <laughs> and uh, and then for a while they were begging me like, "You got to watch four, you got to watch four. And I'm like, "No, four is the first in a new trilogy. I'm going to wait for the whole trilogy to be released." Oh, my God. and every time I said that, I think they wanted to kill me. So I kept saying it because I thought it was funny. <laughs> oh well, there you go. What what if you did that with like the Wolverine trilogy or something? You had to wait like. Well, you, I guess you did do that. You didn't see any of the Wolverine movies until Logan came out, and then you saw Logan first. That is correct. Um, I might have actually seen X-Men Origins in theaters, because like, oh, I, yeah. I think I had a friend, because I think I would have been in like middle school, or maybe early high school. I think I had a friend who was like, let's go see the new X-Men movie, and I was like, I don't know what this is. I'm not, I know, but okay, I guess, and then I remember almost nothing of it, so... Hmm. Yeah, I basically, so basically watched the first time. Yeah, I basically watched Logan first, and then I was like, "Oh, damn, this is really good. I like this. I'm gonna go back and watch him." Yeah, how's your X Men um, re- first watch? Your X Men first watch going? Yeah, it's going great. I'm I've been like watching a movie once a week, and I, I I'd only seen Logan and the Deadpool movies, and I watched X Men. That was really fun. I liked I liked learning a lot about um, the school and everything, and I was really uh interested in where they started the franchise like they already started the story where like mutants are everywhere people know about mutants that's not what i expected mm. i i sort of I, I really didn't know what to expect but i sort of thought they were gonna say like oh these like we've discovered mutants and let's start the story here so i thought i i really liked that and was surprised that they did it defied my expectations then x2 was fine it was all right i didn't really care for the villain in that one so not my favorite and then the last stand which everyone like 
hates for some reason was actually awesome. Um, <laughs> it was really good. I liked, I liked a lot about it. Feel like it was a. Uh, a lot of great character moments, a lot of good action scenes, didn't overstay its welcome. It balances like a lot of different uh, plot lines pretty well, a lot of different interconnecting stories. I, I really enjoyed it. I don't know why people don't like this movie. Yeah, I, I didn't think – I from what I remember is I didn't think it balanced the storylines well, and I felt like there was too much going on. Um, But hey, you know, you enjoyed it. More power to you. Yeah, I, th- I think what I've heard is people just – they don't think it did the Dark Phoenix storyline justice, or the, well, the Jean um, Grey plotline. It, it definitely but, doesn't. But well, I don't, I don't. The thing is, I don't know anything about the Jean Grey storyline, so I'm not upset. And yeah, and, <laughs> and I and I people who know that have a right to be upset. I get right. that. And I will say, when I first watched it, I didn't know that storyline, and I didn't know like how big it is and how important it is and everything. So, so I was annoyed with the movie, and I didn't even know how much they fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, right but i yeah i i don't know it, it it didn't to me i just remember i don't remember the movie too in too many details but i just remember feeling like there's a little too much going on i don't think they're handling it well but if it worked for you yeah. it worked for you i'm glad you i'm glad you enjoyed it and you didn't like you knew you didn't like the second one as much as the first one yeah yeah i, I don't know uh it just net i was never really grabbed by it none of the stakes were super interesting to me I don't know. Yeah, just from beginning to end, I was just waiting for something to grab me or something to reel me in, and nothing did. Whereas, whereas X Men, the original one, I was reeled in from the beginning, learning about the universe and the school and everything, and then it sort of, sort of lost me at the end, where the third act is just pretty typical boilerplate for a superhero movie. Yeah, I mean, I the, I will say you're right. The 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 very very beginning of that first X Men movie is really good i mean with the, mm-hmm. with the holocaust and everything yeah um i don't know how they could even try to do that in the mcu like now we're too far away from the holocaust for that i think that to be plausible um that, yeah that's true but yeah that first movie starts out really great and then yeah the first few x-men movies like i don't think any of them are really great overall like i think i think the first one's like okay the second one i remember liking it a little bit more but still didn't love it you know Mm-hmm. And then, it, you know, because again, I think that was this was kind of this is the same era as the Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies that you and I don't love, where right. to, to us, it just feels like it just feels like they haven't cracked it. They haven't figured out how to make a really great superhero movie yet, mm-hmm. you know, and so they're interesting to go back and watch because to me, it's like the it feels like these are some of the early some of the first attempts at superhero movies. And they're right. not great, but it, it's interesting to go back and kind of watch. I, maybe the X-Men franchise is interesting to watch because you can almost sort of watch it evolve and change and get better as we, as Hollywood starts to figure out how to make these movies and how to make them good. So it is an interesting franchise to watch kind of because it spans like, you know, 20 years now. Yeah, and they, these early movies are really held together by the great performances by Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. The, the, oh, the dynamic between uh, Professor X and Magneto has been like my favorite part. What's carried all these movies? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're they're great. Um, it, it's funny how the thing I remember about the early X Men movies is like they they want to have it be realistic, so they want to call the characters by their like actual names like oh hey gene hey logan you know what i mean but they also mm-hmm. feel the need to like cram in their superhero name 
You know what I mean? And it always, to me, it always, I remember feeling awkward. Like, oh yeah, they, I guess they have to find a way to cram in the, their, their superhero name into, into the dialogue somehow. Whereas I feel like we've mostly they're, kind of abandoned that. They're made up names. Yeah, they're made up names. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we, we really have, do they, do, uh, do they do that in DC? I don't know what they do over there right now I mean, <laughs> with names or with anything. Yeah, what is going on over there? <laughs> it's it's a nightmare. Is Henry Cavill back? Is Ben Affleck back? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't remember. I can't keep up with them. <laughs> Nor what do I care down. to. Yeah. I I remember when uh when like Batman versus Superman before it came out, I was like, Man, this is awesome. Like the Marvel movies are really good right now, and then we've got Batman versus Superman and DC has a whole bunch of cool sounding movies lined up this is going to be great like we'll get to people get to argue over like what's better and <laughs> and people will take a side i don't know just be fun fun movie thing and that didn't happen at all yeah now there is no argument we all know <laughs> they really dropped the ball there yeah well you know maybe they can pick it back up with with the batman starring I'm robert excited. pattinson i'm excited for patents or what Patman? What are they calling him? <laughs> we should call him Patman. I agree. I, I, no, I think someone we else him came Bat up with Fleck. a good name. Yeah, Batfleck. Patman. That's really bad. <laughs> so someone else had a good name? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what it was. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Robert Battenson? That might have been it. Might have been Battenson. <laughs> um, well, if you think of it, let me know. We'll circle back. Yeah, I'm Googling it. I'm trying to... Yeah, I'm not finding much. Maybe you made it up and now you can't remember it. Yeah, it could be. Don't you hate that? It's the worst. Got a hair on my tongue. Can't get it off. That really sucks, too. Seinfeld? Remember, remember that? Oh, it's, I thought that was actually happening to you. No, no. <laughs> um, okay. So we've done a horror movie follow-up. Uh, a, crit- a critique of the Scream franchise. <laughs> We've done X Men. Uh huh. And I'll, I'll keep I'll keep updating you on X Men as please as I, do as I watch the movies. Please do. Current ranking: Last Stand, X Men, X Two. We'll Those are the only three you've seen so far. Yeah. Don't you have Wolverine Origins next? I do. I do. And I, I've been I've been texting another friend who really likes the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I was like, hey, I really like The Last Stand. And he was like, you know what? I do, too. I don't, I don't really get all the hate. And I was like, all right. So I've got so, someone's on my side. And I told him I had X-Men Origins Wolverine next. And he was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. So I'm like, all right, even if even if a huge X-Men fan tells me that one's bad, then <laughs> it must be really bad. Yeah. Although, you know, what's interesting is I remember I, I feel like that movie gets like so much hate. And I think I feel like people act like, oh, this is the worst X-Men movie ever made. And I watch it and I'm like, yeah, it's a bad movie. But like, I don't know why people are angry about it. <laughs> hmm. So it, maybe it something just, with Deadpool. I'll find out. Oh, well, yeah, that I mean, yeah, that's a disaster. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like people are angry about the X-Men Origins Wolverine but I don't see why people are angry. It's just like, yeah, it's a bad movie. Like, get over, like, get, like whatever. Just let, just let it wash over you and be like, well, that was something. And then you can immediately <laughs> forget about two it. Two like hours, I did. I'll never get back. Yeah, and and then and then after that, I think you move into the like the um, the the young X Men, right? Isn't that? Yeah, first class. 
these movies are spaced so far apart. It's just, yeah, it's so shocking back- how there's, I know, I know, but like we get three Marvel movies a year now normally, and here we get like an X-Men movie every three years. Yeah, that's how they, that's how they did it back then, man. It's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, then First Class, and even like the Wolverine movie is 2009, because it's, to me, that seems like the the MCU had already been announced, and then mm. and then Fox is probably like, oh well, we can do something like that. Let's just do a spinoff just about, you know, Wolverine. He's the most popular character. We don't need to have every movie be a team up movie, right? If if Marvel right. can do it, you know, why why can't we? Now, to to me, it, I mean, I don't know if that's actually true. I don't know the history of the the production of X Men Origins Wolverine, but uh, oh look who wrote, look who wrote that movie, David Benioff. Oh Inter- really? Interesting. That's surprising. Then you get first class. Then you get the Wolverine, which is where James Mangold takes over. Mm-hmm. Days of Future That's Past, good. Deadpool, X Men Apocalypse, Logan, Deadpool Two, and then I have not seen Dark Phoenix or New Mutants. Yeah, I think Dark Phoenix is on HBO Max. Weirdly enough, so I'll definitely check that out. Oh really? I think so. Hmm. What was last time I checked? Well, let's use uh, my favorite website, justwatch.com. It's the best website. More people should be using this. It's very good. I I sometimes have little issues with the way it works or the way it loads or something, but it it seems like it's pretty accurate in terms of like, and very easy to read of like, where can you stream this movie or that show or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I am, yeah, the adverts, I think, are a little bit annoying, but the information is good and easy to get to. And you are correct, Dark Phoenix is on HBO Max. Is New Mutants anywhere? Probably not. Might be to rent somewhere. They don't even have it listed anywhere. So <laughs> That's probably that's probably accurate. It should <laughs> shouldn't be. It should be scrubbed from the internet. Really? It's that bad, huh? I've heard. Well, let's see what it has on Letterboxd. Let's see what the Rotten Tomatoes is. New I'll check Rotten Tomatoes. Mutants. Yeah, we got to tag team this. Average I got, rating on I got Letterboxd. a 34% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yikes. Average rating on Letterboxd is a 2.4. Mm. And it's still on my watch list. Yeah, because sometimes in the Rotten Tomatoes, something can still be good if it's in the 50s or so. But once you get to, like, below 40, that's really questionable territory. Well, yeah, because because... You know, Rotten Tomatoes is just how many people liked this, you know, so if right. half of critics liked it, maybe you'll be the kind of person who's in the group of like, yeah, I liked it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this has, oh yeah, that's right, New Mutants has, uh, what's her name, Anya Taylor-Joy. I just started watching her new show, Very Good, Very Good. Well, what is it? The Queen's Gambit, it's the new oh, Netflix I, show. I that they're trending. Yeah, it's very good, and it's a miniseries. So, you know, once the season's over, you're done. Only seven episodes. That's you know, nice. like what Bly Manor should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a little dig at your your show. Hey, that, that, this show has, show has problems. I won't deny that. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yes, Queen's Gambit on Netflix. I'm two episodes in. Very good. All right. I probably won't check it out. Yeah, I know. There's too much TV going on right now. What are you watching? I got to watch... I'm finishing up Better Call Saul, what's on Netflix mm-hmm. at least, and mm-hmm. so I can make room for new episodes weekly of The Mandalorian, South Park, and The Eric Andre Show. Yeah, I saw the the first 
uh, as we record this, only the first two episodes of the Eric Andre show have come out, and they are both mm-hmm. amazing. I like I yeah. watched the first, first episode, and I'm like, yeah, he still got it. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so, someone he, told me like one of the new bits is one of his favorite bits ever from the show. <laughs> really? Which bit? The fart one. I don't know. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think I think it also helps that he takes time off. Like the last time he did a season was 2016. Yeah, it really has been a while. So yeah, I didn't. I kind of didn't realize it had been four years. But yeah, I, I kind of I kind of like that he, he he decided to just do like a Larry David, and he's like, oh, I'll just do a season when I want to. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, why not? I, lo- I love that. Oh, when you watched Borat's subsequent movie film, mm-hmm. which is not as funny, not as funny as uh, the first Borat, but it's still good, still worth checking out. It's a lot okay, of great moments. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch them both today. But you know what I will say? My Don't. hot take, Eric Andre's Bad Trip, which came out this year, is better than both Borat movies. It's way funnier. Really? Yeah. I was hysterically laughing. This is his movie. movie that it's like a prank movie, and but also like has a story to it, right? Yeah, yeah it's just like Borat. Right. Okay. Is this, on, is, this on, is this on the Netflix? I don't think so. Okay. No, I'll find someone I'll, downloaded it. I'll rent it or yeah. something. Hint, hint. Or something. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. Nobody tell the MPAA or whatever. <laughs> I don't think they're listening. No, I hope not. All right, yeah, I'll watch this. I'll watch this. Because I remember even seeing interviews for season five of Eric Andre where he said uh, he's really excited about this season because after doing the Bad Trip movie... He said, like, boy, we, we got the pranks down to a science. Like, we know exactly how to do it now because we did it for the movie. So all the pranks in season five are, like, amazing. And they are really good this season, at least so far. So There's one prank in particular in Bad Trip where someone pulls out a gun or a knife or something. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yeah, it was totally unscripted. Like, we were scared for our lives. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> Yeah, you'll you'll understand the reaction when you see it. I can't wait. <sighs> All right, we've done movies. We've done Eric Andre. We're burning through a lot of topics here. This is good. This, this is, is great. Good. This is what we're doing. We just got to knock all of these out. What else we got? Do you want to do this? Get in the dock. Well, I'm. I am. What do you What do you mean? It's just in another window. I got a I lot know. of windows going on. Stop yelling yeah. at me. I know you're not in the window. Does it really show that? Yeah. How does it faded? How does, oh, oh, it, is that what that means? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, it must be. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you had an idea for a topic. You wanted to do this. Why don't you do do the honors, please? Introduce this topic. Well, I mostly want to ask you questions about this because I think I think I have some thoughts, but you have a lot more thoughts, and we'll be able to explain explain all of this stuff much better than I will. And I think this is pretty important, and it's. <laughs> It's not important because we have a podcast now. We cared about this before we ever started a podcast. So I don't want it. I don't want it to come off like, oh, we're we're concerned for how this affects us or anything like that. Right. But I'll start the conversation. It's been a good week for Joe Rogan. He had Kanye West and Alex Jones on back to back, which has got to be like the biggest back to back gets he's gotten. Maybe I ever. it was back to back. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, two three-hour interviews, and I I actually watched all of the Kanye one. Oh my God, why? 
<laughs> because I've I've stuck with him for so long. I can't abandon him now. Well, you've stuck with his music. You don't have to watch all of his interviews. <laughs> Not with Rogan, though, I had to. I had to see what they were going to talk about. And I, I had about him running for president. That's all they talked about. Oh, of course, it which I'm a little disappointed by. Yeah, of course. Anyway, but, go on. Yeah, it was like it, it's three hours long, and I had it on in the background. And it's I feel like it was this sort of interview where Kanye saying a lot of very detailed, long responses to Joe's questions, and I couldn't tell if it was just like gibberish basically like not making any sense or if just because i had it on in the background that wasn't totally absorbing could be either one so you Maybe mean it sounded it sounded like a bunch of nonsense most of the time yeah yeah a okay. lot of, and this, and a lot of is, it sounded incoherent oh and, the, and this is the alex jones interview you're talking about no this is Kanye. <laughs> i'm making a joke <laughs> i'm sure i'm sure it works for both <laughs> well at least i know you're spending your time efficiently yeah yeah of course <laughs> But anyways, wanted to bring this up because Joe Rogan announced a deal many months ago now, four or five months ago, that he is going to Spotify exclusively. His his podcast will be hosted on Spotify, and that's going to be the only place you can get it. Won't There won't be even the videos on YouTube anymore. I'm not sure if they're planning on uploading the YouTube or up, uploading the videos, I mean, to Spotify. I don't know how that'll work because can't really watch videos on spotify right now i think i remember we'll reading something that they were going to find a way to support it but i i don't know maybe i have that yeah, wrong i don't doubt that they will because so many people watch that show instead of listening to it yeah is that i thought that was supposed to happen by now or does it start in november i thought it was like so, september but i don't think i'm pretty sure it starts in 2021 Oh, I thought it was like fall of this year for some reason okay i could i could be wrong but i know it hasn't I think they started the deal or like, I don't know, there were like different parts of the deal, but he has until the end of the year to get everything off YouTube and onto oh, Spotify. Okay. okay. I, Cause I, I know think. there was, I know there was also like a, a time where it was like, there were, I think they had a part of the deal was like, he will have his show on Spotify and everything else for a little while. Yes. Whereas before I think he wasn't on Spotify at all. So maybe, maybe he just recently added it to Spotify and it'll be there in both places for a while? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think that's where we are now, which I was a little bit confused on that he wasn't on Spotify to begin with. Um, someone as big as he is, but yeah, mm-hmm. all, all of all of his podcasts are being migrated over. And there were a lot of controversies of like, oh, this episode isn't on Spotify. Are they censoring it? And even Alex Jones was like, no, that's not true. Like it just It's just taking time because there's how many? F- 1,558 episodes of the Joe Rogan experience. So Alex Jones not, totally not buying surprising. into a conspiracy theory. That's surprising. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if if he's not buying it, then you know it's not true. <laughs> right. Usually it's the reverse, where if Alex Jones does believe in a conspiracy theory, that's how you know it's not true. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So what do you think about this? What do you think about this Spotify deal? I mean, I have issues with Spotify getting into podcasting in general. So to me, this is like another annoying thing. Um, Should we start there? Well, I yeah, probably. But I guess I guess to get an initial reaction or initial response is to me, it's like to he has such a huge audience that is all over, and it's on YouTube and in podcasts and everything. And to me, it seems like a strange idea to 
limit the size of your audience or limit how your audience can get to your thing. To me, that just seems like an inherently weird and bad idea (laughs) to say, yes, I know my thing is available everywhere right now, but going forward, I'm going to limit the number of people who can hear it, or I'm going to make it more of a hurdle for you to jump through to listen to my thing. It just doesn't seem like very good marketing or business sense. I don't know. So to me, it, it seems odd in in that way um well i think he is getting a seven figure check to do so so that that makes it a little bit easier oh is it is it a million dollars that he's getting i mean more a lot more than that oh really i thought it was like a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand or something i mean if i mean if he's getting a million dollars maybe it's worth it but um it's i a hundred million dollars it's a hundred million mm-hmm. okay that i mean that is a, that is a lot of money i <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was like a few hundred thousand. No, um, no, it's a big deal. Yeah, so maybe he's just saying it's worth it. Although, so nine figure, I guess. Never mind. Yeah, so I, I guess, I, I, I do still question like maybe his audience is big enough where he can make that in advertising, but I don't know because um, he is like, I mean, doesn't he get like thirty million downloads an episode? Something I thought. Maybe I'm making these numbers up. So, I, but I guess the details are not really important. The point is, it's happening. Um, so, what did you ask me about Spotify in general? Yeah, what? Why are you scared of Spotify getting into podcasts? <sighs> scared as I don't know that I would use that word, but I, whatever I mean, word you used. Yeah, I mean, I would say I, I don't like it because I think, I think first of all, I think Spotify doesn't care about like podcasting as like a medium or as a tool i don't think they actually care about it i think the reason the sole reason spotify has gotten into podcasting uh and like allowing podcasts in spotify and everything i think it's just because if people are using spotify to stream music they have to pay royalties on that music whereas if you're using spotify to stream a podcast that's just an mp3 file and they don't have to pay royalties on that. So it's a way to keep people in their ecosystem and keep people using their apps um, and, you know, showing them ads possibly even um, without having to actually pay royalties. And podcasts are usually hours long. So you could have people using the Spotify app for hours on end, possibly showing them ads if they don't have premium. Um, and then they don't have to pay anything to, to, get, to serve you that content. And they're just making money from you using it. Um, They're making money from showing you ads. And they can tell their investors, like, look how many people are using our app. Look how much much time people are spending in our app. Um, And, you know, people are spending hours and hours using our apps and our platform. And we're not paying royalties on that. Isn't this great? I think think that is the sole reason that Spotify has gotten into podcasting. and it's not it, first of all the app is not even a good podcast player like it doesn't have a lot of the features that some popular podcast apps have so it's right. not like and, a and search kind of, engine like what like a, a search feature you can't you can't use a you can't take an rss feed url and plug it into spotify and find your podcast okay well that's the other thing which is that uh, i would actually argue that spotify is not a podcast app. Right. Um, and I would argue that the the shows that are Spotify exclusive, I would argue are not podcasts. 
And this gets into what is a podcast. <laughs> um, I don't know if you want to dive into that. Well, I, may, maybe we should. And I have just a quick thought. I've been, I was uh, on a website trying to trying to learn something recently, and they're like, oh, check out our podcast. We've got like ten episodes, intro on how to learn this technique or this tool, whatever it is. Uh, check it out. And I was like, okay, great. I love a podcast. So I, I go and there's 10 episodes uploaded to YouTube and nowhere else. I'm like, <laughs> this is not a podcast. I am so annoyed. I'm going to listen to it because I want to know the information, but I'm offended that this is called a podcast. Right. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. If it's, if it's only on YouTube, it's not a podcast. <laughs> and if it's only on Spotify, it's not a podcast. Um, so should should we talk a little bit about like what does that actually mean? Yeah, yeah, why not? I mean, do you have a a a, a definition or, or a working definition? Like like what what tipped you off? What how did you know that this thing on YouTube wasn't a podcast? Because I couldn't get to it in a podcast app. Right. Like like the iOS version of podcast or Overcast, which are basically the only two podcast apps that I know about or that are good maybe mm-hmm. but if if i can't use it on a podcast app a search engine for podcasts then <laughs> you're not you don't have a podcast you just have what an mp3 uploaded to youtube and that's not what it is was there even video associated with this one no it's just just a thumbnail <laughs> just a static image for yeah, like an course. hour and a half <laughs> yeah yeah and i, I had to I mean, I, I listened to it on my phone or my iPad or whatever. I was like, great. Now my screen time is like artificially inflated. <laughs> Not that that really matters. It's just annoying. Um, and you, do you have like YouTube premium or anything? No. No, of course not. I, I don't either. It's way too expensive. It's like, what, $16 a month or something? Is it really? I think, wow. it, I think it's that much. And all Netflix I is 12 <laughs> All I would want it for is to get rid of ads, and I feel like the ads on YouTube have gotten so much worse and so much more annoying, especially with the election coming up. Like, everything is a political ad, and they won't go away. Like, I've, I've really thought about buying it just because, just to get rid of ads, but at the same time, it's so stupid expensive. Whatever. That's a – sorry. Yeah. That was a tight tangent. That was a digression. Um, but, yes, yeah, so as far – so to answer the question, like, what is a podcast? It is – Yeah, you might have a – more technical definition than i do yes it, it will be on. more technical i mean and basically what i would say is that it's like it, it's built podcast is kind of built on the back of of like blogging where people like had a website and like they would make a blog post and like so that you know it would be like just a series of posts and like you know and blogging was a thing of popular like what early 2000s like 90s early 2000s and then you could get an rss feed of a blog and then put it into an rss feed an rss app like a reader app like google reader rest in peace and then you could just have a an app that had a series of rss feeds in it that would you would get blog posts in that from all the different feeds that you're subscribed to right and the the rss feed is just a url and podcasts are just built on the back of that where a podcast really is just like a, a blog with posts in it and each post has an mp3 file attached to it and so the the show notes is really just like whatever you would write in like the blog field and then there's an mp3 associated with it and then all that gets wrapped up into an rss feed uh which is just a url that's like a, that's like dot rss usually at the end and then you can put that into an app designed to listen to podcasts 
and it just looks at the RSS feed and looks at all the different posts and all you know all the different entries in that feed and then when a new one comes in it it downloads the mp3 file associated with it and so really um a a podcast app is really just like a web browser but it's a web browser that's designed to do a very specific thing but you can you know type in a a url and look at the feed and see all the different you know episodes that are there right and so that's that's really what a, what a what a podcast is, um, and of course the word podcast comes from it's it's a it's like a pun it's a play on words of of like iPod broadcasting that's that's where it started, um, and so the the problem with that is it, if it's really just a URL, there's no or not problem but if it's just a URL if it's just someone's website it's just a blog. Podcasts, therefore, by definition, are not controlled by any one entity. They're not controlled by a company. It's just an open standard that anyone can use. Anyone can make a podcast. Anyone can just make an RSS feed out of their own website. They don't have to go to a certain company. You know, it's it's not, it's not like like YouTube like is controls all video on the internet. Like basically, if you want to put a video on the internet, you have to put it on YouTube. Basically, right? They just kind of dominate that. There's nothing like that for podcasting. Because everyone just hosts their own. I mean, there are podcast hosts where, like, here, you can upload your MP3 files here and things like that. And so that's that's kind of the technical background of how podcasts work. But that makes – but because it, there's not, like, a central, like, repository of, like, this is where you put your podcasts in order – like, they, they can be anywhere. Like, like websites. Like, how do, you know, how do you find websites? The answer is a search engine. Uh, and – like like Google or something, right? And so a thing for podcasts is a, a directory where you can submit your RSS URL, your feed. You can submit your podcast to a podcast directory. And then anyone can go to a podcast directory and they can search that directory for a show or somebody's name or something, you know, if it's in the tags or whatever. And so then then you can search a podcast directory kind of kind of like how you would use a search engine to search for websites. It's a little bit different because because a directory you have to submit you have to submit your thing to whereas a search engine like Google they just kind of crawl all of the internet looking for like it goes out and searches for things whereas a directory you have to you have to actually submit to it. So it's a little bit different, but the basic idea of like here's a place I can go to search for stuff. Um so that that's how it works. And the biggest for many many years the biggest podcast directory in the world and i think still is is apple's itunes directory and they've they've rebranded it as apple podcast but it's the same directory and so that's where that's why like for many years the 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 apple podcast app and i think i think the apple podcast app still is the number one podcast app in the world and most people just listen to podcasts on their ipod right and so they would use the itunes directory to search for things and to sync their episodes and that you know you would have to you have to you have to subscribe to it on your on your itunes you know on your computer and then plug in your ipod and download the new episodes to your ipod shuffle or whatever like that was how you had to listen to podcasts back then um and that that's that's uh how podcasts have functioned for a long time and apple has has taken their directory and um, they allow basically anyone to use 
their directory as a search for any other podcast app. So like Overcast, which is the app that you and I use for podcasts, or even things like Castro, Pocket Cast, like there's a bunch of podcast apps. And a lot of them just use the iTunes directory like as their search. So when you search in like Overcast, you're really searching the iTunes. You're really searching the Apple Podcasts directory. And, you know, every Overcast link, like if I send you a link to a podcast and it's an Overcast link, it's really just like a a modified version of an iTunes link. Like the Overcast podcast ID in the URL is really just the iTunes ID. Like it's just it's just kind of linking it all on the back end. So there are many, many podcast apps that just use Apple's directory as their search, right? And so it's created this system where basically as long as you get your podcast submitted to Apple's directory, you will show up in basically every podcast app in the world because every podcast app just looks at it and says, well, why should I make my own directory? Apple's already done it. They let me use it as the search. I'll just connect with their stuff, like you know the back-end techie stuff. I'll just connect to their API or whatever. And now I built a brand new podcast app with features that you know uh, that are different or unique. And then you know I don't have to build my own directory. People submit stuff. I just use Apple's thing, and boom, it's easy. It's you know, and and then then that also you know Apple also makes sure that there's no like you know really bad content in there like you know that's that's violent or you know crazy that you know they they do some manual curation but they pretty much you know you just submit it and you're good to go so that's that's the situation that's the way it's been for for many many years is just um you you podcasters submit their podcast to apple and then because every Basically, every podcast app in the world just uses the Apple directory as their back end. You just submit your podcast to one place and your podcast shows up in every app, um, which is a really great and easy system for everybody. And the nice thing about Apple being like the main person or company in charge of podcasts is Apple clearly doesn't care about podcasts, but in a way that's different from Spotify not caring, whereas Apple's like... Yeah, we don't care about this. So if you guys want to like use it, you want to like use our stuff and you want to use our search, like whatever, that's cool, man. Like we're not going to touch it. We're just going to make this system easy for everyone to use. It's, it's, you know, and then we're just going to leave it and we're not going to touch it. And as long as everyone's happy and like, you know what I mean? Like it, they're, they're very hands off. Like, like in some ways they have more power in podcasting than any other company, but it's like, it's like a benevolent power where it's like they're, they, they use it for good and they don't get involved and they don't mess with it. They, are very, they have a very hands-off approach to podcasts. And, it's, and that's been very beneficial to the podcast like ecosystem or community, right? So it, then in the last couple of years, in comes Spotify. And Spotify's app, uh, you cannot just type in a URL because that's the other thing about a podcast app. It's really just a web browser, right? And a podcast is, is really just a URL, right? So even if a podcast is not submitted to iTunes or to Apple or, or to any directory, it's still just a URL. And so you can take that URL and paste it into a, a podcast app, which is really just kind of like a web browser, and get that podcast. That's how like these like Patreon-only podcasting that that's that's how they work uh, or some of these that like like members subscribe subscription podcast a lot of these is how they work it's like you give us money and we'll give you the secret url that isn't in any directory and then you just paste that into your podcast app and that's how you get it because it really that's all it is right 
And so if you have a, a podcast app like Spotify where you can't type in a URL for a podcast, that that's like having a web browser where you can't just type in the URL of a website. It, it would be like if you had a web browser that didn't let you type in like www.google.com. No, 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 you're not allowed to do that. You have to like search for stuff first and then you can go to that web. That, that would be ridiculous. And that's what Spotify is. You can't do that in Spotify because it's not really a podcast app. And Spotify also doesn't use the Apple directory. They're like, no, 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 we have our own directory. You have to submit to Apple and submit to us. You want to be on our thing, you have to submit to us, right? And if you can't do that, if, if you don't want to do that as a podcaster, people can't listen to your thing on Spotify. This is why Joe Rogan wasn't in Spotify because – he was like, well, I don't, I don't. He, he probably just was like, I don't care to submit it. Whatever, it's already an Apple. Who cares, you know? But then people can't use Spotify to listen to his podcast because Spotify won't won't let anything happen there unless you submit it to them, and they won't let you type in their own URL. So even though the Joe Rogan experience is just a, an RSS you or even just an RSS feed, it's just a URL. You don't need to search it in any kind of search thing. You can just get the URL. Even if you did that, you couldn't do it in Spotify. So, so, and 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 the Spotify exclusive shows that they call podcasts, I would argue, are not really podcasts because they're not a URL. They're not like a feed with a with an RSS URL that you can just copy and paste into anything. So, how is that a podcast? So, what? Not only am I annoyed that I think Spotify is, I think I think they're doing things that are actively sort of like it go against the whole spirit of podcasting being like, this is an open thing and you could submit it to a directory or not, doesn't matter. They're, they're actively going against that. And, and on top of that, I think they're, they're, they're trying to kind of like assert dominance. Like they want, they want people listening to podcasts only in their app right and they, they so they're they're making these exclusive they're locking things down they don't want you to type in your own like it it just seems like they just want power for the sake of having it they just want to control it because they want more things to control because it saves them money like that to me it just seems like they don't actually care about this as, as an ecosystem or like as a community they just they, they just saw like oh this is a thing that's popular and we can find a way to use it and if we make it annoying and if we lock things down uh and we have our own directory and we and we try to lock people in that can that can get be a way to to force people to stick with us and that's just kind of scummy sorry that was very long no it's, it's, that was a very interesting explanation so a few things that you touched on that I want to discuss. Uh, first of all, I think it was last year that Luminary launched, and this was a podcast app that was marketed as, hey, we're like the Netflix of podcasts. Like You go into our, our website, and there's Luminary-exclusive podcasts. And one, one podcast that I listened to and was subscribed to, I didn't care a ton about it, luckily, they posted a new episode in their regular feed and was said hey we're starting like a second season of the show and it's going to be a luminary exclusive and i was like okay well i'm never listening to this again and at, at the time <laughs> I, I didn't i didn't really know what luminary was i just knew i wasn't switching apps for one specific podcast i didn't really care about and so i feel like this is really what started the conversation i believe it was last year of people 
getting concerned about where the future of podcasts was headed and if they become exclusive like YouTube completely owns videos basically it's not good for the ecosystem as a whole and the I think the perfect explanation of this was in a tweet from Merlin Mann who we both like a lot he retweeted something that said like join luminary the Netflix of podcasts and he quote tweeted it and said there already is a Netflix of podcasts it's called podcasts <laughs> which is the beauty of it right. that you can listen to it wherever you want assuming you're using a genuine podcast app not like Spotify and not like Stitcher and not like Luminary mm-hmm. which I don't know I don't know a ton about Stitcher but I hear it's not a podcast app mm-hmm. I, I, I think that, I think Stitcher might actually uh, do both where I think you can I think you can get to other things from it but also yes they have like private lockdown shows that you have to pay right um, okay whereas Luminary's thing was like you can't access any of our shows unless you pay us and you have to use our app um Right, I didn't even mention you have to pay for it. I don't even know how much it is. Yeah, I, I think that was Luminary's thing. Whereas Spotify's a little bit different, where they have exclusive shows, but because Spotify has a free tier, you can just, I think, right? Do I have that right? Yeah. You yeah, can listen you to like those Spotify-exclusive shows uh, for free. They just want you using their app. And mm-hmm. and that's where like like things like Luminary, I think, were different, where they were trying to like, directly make money off of it, whereas Spotify just wants... like more lock-in and control and they just want you using their thing they their their asset or like the way they look at podcasting is like this is an asset to keep people locked into our thing whereas other things were like like luminary you mentioned we're just kind of trying to make money off of it in a, in a new right. way stitcher a little bit too i think okay okay and as as far as i know i i never i heard people talk about luminary a lot for like a couple weeks or a few months last year and i never hear people talk about it again so i don't know what the state of luminary is if it hasn't really been successful because i haven't heard of it so i don't i don't know do you, do you know how they're doing if it, it was successful at all um i just googled it it seems like they're still going um but yeah i don't hear anyone talking about it i apparently there's a trevor noah podcast on there hmm. yeah i i mean I haven't heard of any of these podcasts, probably because you know if they're if they're luminary exclusives, then why would I have heard of them? Right. Yeah, I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna switch podcast apps for, to listen to one show. I mean, that would have to be a hell of a show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I I think the the beauty of podcasts is what almost every podcast host says at the end of their episode, which is check us out on Apple or Spotify. Or wherever you get your podcasts. That's something they always say. And that, that pretty much sums it up. Could you imagine watching a video and they said, check us out on YouTube or wherever you get your videos? Like it just, it doesn't even make, it doesn't even make sense. Like what videos are only on YouTube. Where else would I go? And it's nice with podcasts and because we really like Overcast and Overcast is a really good app just in general, but specifically for people who want to be more strategic about how they listen to podcasts. They want to rank certain shows so that whenever this episode drops, it goes to the top of my feed. You can make different playlists. There's tons of super nice features about it. Whereas someone who listens to one or two podcasts and doesn't listen to as many as we do, I would still recommend Overcast, 
because it's it's a good app. But if they just wanted to listen to Apple or Spotify, I'd be like, yeah, you only got one or two shows. Like, I don't I don't really blame you. But you can't, you can't, you can't do that with YouTube. You you are s- stuck with however YouTube decides to whatever they decide to do with videos and how they can suppress creators basically however they want to. And they they're just completely dominant over that market. Yeah, that's a that's a good point. I, I, I like that you make the comparison of imagine if people said watch us on YouTube or wherever you get videos. You're right. I mean, that doesn't even make sense based on you know, with with how things are today. But that would kind of be better if you could just get things anywhere and things would be better. I mean, like the other day, the YouTube app updated and they changed something small that probably doesn't really matter, but it annoyed me. And I'm like, great, I guess I'm me stuck too. with this now. They And, and it's just like. It, we kind of forget that, like, there was a time before YouTube. I mean, YouTube came to popularity so early on in, in the age of, like, being able to watch videos on the Internet that it's kind of just always been with us. But it is interesting to imagine, like, what if there were multiple services to watch videos? or And, and what if you could use, you know, a, a third-party app to watch YouTube videos? Like, we're all so used to thinking that like well if i want to watch this thing or get videos from this service i have to use their app if i want to watch netflix i have to use the netflix app if i want to use youtube i want to use the youtube app right we're all so conditioned to think of everything in that way when it comes to video and podcast is kind of like the one thing on the internet where that yeah. doesn't <laughs> exist like and that and so, in some like ways, the last free part of the internet <laughs> Yes, yes. And in some ways, I understand where that can be difficult to like, tell someone you should check out this podcast. Because it's like, I can't, I can't necessarily say, say, oh, it's on this app, open this app and use this like, because it's like a podcast. Well, it's like, it's everywhere. It's in every podcast app, like just pick a podcast app and use one and do a search for it. You know what I mean? It's not It's not like YouTube where I can send you a link to a specific video from a specific channel and say, watch this video. Like, that is a nice feature, right? Um, but it's at the, it's at, but the cost of it is that YouTube controls all video, everything, all the time. Mm-hmm. And podcasts are a little bit less shareable. It's a little, they're not as easily shareable. It's, it's a little bit harder to say, check out this particular episode of this particular podcast it's a little bit harder to just like send someone a link to something you know yeah overcast is trying to is trying to overcast and castro i think are both apps that are trying to improve that um but it but that the reason it's slightly difficult is because it's it's built on an open thing it's not it's not controlled by any one thing it's it's an open thing so it it's because it's not controlled by anyone it's not there's no like one company that can say we're making a change to podcasts that make it that make this change to make this thing happen. So it, it's like there are pros and cons to both of these, right? And I think and I think your comparison with Spotify is like to YouTube makes sense. It's like that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make podcasts more locked down. They they, they their ideal goal is to be the YouTube of podcasts. We're like we're like you only think of podcast is being on spotify and that's it and yeah that probably would mean you could like copy a link to directly to an episode of a spotify show and send it to someone and yeah it'd be a little bit easier but that also means that spotify could at any moment make some major change to all of podcasts on their platform 
that is for the worse. You know, like how YouTube does that every six months. Right. <laughs> so we've kind of gotten away from from the Joe Rogan thing. Um, oh, I think this is what I wanted, honestly. Yeah. This conversation. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't. I don't know. I, do, I don't know if I have more to say. Did you have another question for me? <laughs> it's like I'm being interviewed. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I feel like you just said something that I wanted to go back on. Oh, but... I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Here, here's yeah. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. So I listened to one show that said we upload our episodes on Spotify first, but then they're everywhere else like a few days later mm-hmm. because it's better for us to get downloads on spotify like it's better for us if you listen on spotify than whatever app you're listening to right now Mm -hmm. do you know why that is or what is it just a a deal they've cut with spotify or are they getting more money per download per click like do you have any idea what that would mean um do you know what show it is or who it was it it was from gimlet it was yeah that's there you go okay gimlet is owned by spotify oh it is Yes, um, Spotify bought Gimlet a, a few years ago, um, not a few years ago, maybe 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 a year ago, um, maybe even earlier this year. I don't remember exactly. But if you notice, I mean, you and I both love that show, Reply All, which is also mm-hmm. a, a Gimlet show. And if yeah. you notice in the in the recent in recent episodes, the ads used to be read by the hosts, and they're no longer read by the hosts because. Um, Spotify came down from on high and like made a change to the way that ads have to be done in their shows. And the hosts of Reply All were like, we're not comfortable with this. We don't really know these advertisers. We don't know who they are. We can't vouch for their products. So we're not going to read the ads. So the ads are just like pre-recorded, read by someone else entirely. Right. So, yeah, it's probably just a deal um, or a requirement or some kind of a mandate where again it's spotify wants people to use their thing so they so you know they don't want to be a complete asshole and say your show that was free for everyone anywhere we're locking it down they don't want to be a complete asshole at least not just yet so what they're doing is they're saying how about this how about you release the show early only on spotify just for us to try to bring more people over to us because that's what we want we want users so try to entice people to come over to us that's probably what's happening there i don't i don't even know that it's necessarily more money um i think it's probably just spotify again just trying to get users onto their thing because they the more users they have the more they can control podcasting and i and i and uh, well i don't i don't want to keep going if, if you have something more but well, I think the uh, th- that is probably the right answer that they just want people on Spotify first. But I think the more interesting thing you said actually was with advertisements and mm-hmm. pretty, uh, all, most podcasts are like advertisement dependent because they're not – it's not like Netflix or Luminary where you have to pay to get access to them. And it's not and, like YouTube where there's some like higher company who runs everything that can like do the – like they can cut deals with advertisers for you. Exactly. So right. mo- a lot of podcasts, if they're popular enough, can get sponsorships and they kind of just manage it themselves. Yeah. Unless they're part and of like so, a podcast network, like a Relay FM or something. Right. Of course. And so if if you I, – I am guaranteed not going to listen to the ads on a podcast if it's not from the host. Like I, <laughs> right. I will automatically hit the 30-second forward button until – 
the ad read is over. If the host is reading it, I still probably won't listen to it. I'll still probably skip forward. But there's a chance that if it's like a comedy podcast, like My Brother, My Brother and Me or the Monday Morning Podcast, where they inject some humor into these ad reads, I'll listen to that because it's funny. And Bill Burr always says on his show, like, yeah, sometimes people will... uh will discontinue their ad read deals with me because I made a joke that they weren't okay with. But my point is always, listen, people, people will skip the advertisement if it's not funny. So I'm, I'm sorry if I offended you a little bit, but people are listening. People are more likely to use your product, <laughs> which I think is probably pretty true. Yeah, no, ab- absolutely. Um, yeah, if I, when, when I do get a chance to listen to Bill Burr's podcast, I never skip the ads because he just, he always makes them fun. You know, and whereas if it's someone else entirely who's like a voice that I don't know, I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Why would I want to listen to that? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else um, or so getting getting back to Joe Rogan specifically? I think the reason we wanted to talk about it in relation to this is because Joe's is basically like one of the most famous podcasts in the entire world, maybe the most listened to podcast, super famous. Are, are you worried that things are going to keep going in the direction of Spotify, just maintaining exclusivity over podcasts and just keep getting a larger portion of the market? Or are you thinking this is maybe this isn't going to work out for Joe? Like, I mean, obviously he got a huge paycheck, but maybe he sees numbers go way down on his own podcast. So what are you thinking this is going to look like in a, a year or two's time? I mean, I don't, I don't know for sure, but it, I think, I think, I mean, I think there's a chance that he'll see his numbers drop, um, and maybe he will say, "Hey, when this deal is done, I'm going back to, you know, being open everywhere, you know, YouTube, Apple, everything," because he just wants to keep reaching more people. So maybe, maybe, maybe that will be a change for him. Um, and as far as like Spotify in general, it, you know, Apple's like in terms of like podcast apps they're used, like the Apple podcast app that comes built in on the iPhone still has like like 40 percent or like 60 percent like market share. Like it's still like the most used podcast app by far. And and spot like the other ones like Overcast are like maybe maybe one or one or two percent, maybe three percent of people use it. And then Spotify is like. 10 percent i'm i'm doing this from memory so these numbers are probably not exactly accurate or perfect but it's somewhere around there where like the the share that spotify has is more than than just your average you know alternative podcast app but it's still not really competitive with like apple podcasts yet um and will it be i kind of don't i don't know and in some ways i think about um, something that Mike Hurley said, who's the co-founder of, of Relay FM, a uh, podcast network I think we both like. And uh, he has talked about how he puts the Relay shows on Spotify. And he has said, I believe, that the shows that are the most popular on Spotify are not the shows that are, are more popular just like in general. Like it's it's almost like a different audience. Like the people who listen to their shows on Spotify is like a different audience than the people who listen to their shows from like other sources, which I thought was interesting. And I think it's possible that 
You know, one of the things I think about too is like, you know, you talk about how the Apple podcast app is like very basic and simple and it doesn't have a ton of features and, and Spotify is kind of the same with their podcast app. It just kind of just does the bare minimum. I would argue not even that. Um, <laughs> but one of the, one of the things that I, that I always think about when it comes to like Apple is Apple, I think often makes apps like podcasts or, or like, or like reminders is an app on the iPhone. Right. And it's like, this is a basic, like to do app, right? It just kind of does the basics. The podcast app just kind of does the basics. But if you're like really into like having a checklist system and like a task manager and you, you know, or or you're really into podcasts, you might eventually say, you know what? I need something a little more powerful. I want something that can handle many more things and, and has more features. And at that, at that point, that's the point where you will then kind of uh, migrate over to something that might be you, – you, you'll upgrade to an app that, do, that does more things and has more features. I remember when uh, th- there's, an, there's an, uh, develop, an Apple developer named David Smith uh, who makes that app Widget Smith that's gotten very popular. And he has a sleep tracking app, and he's had one for a couple of years for the, for the Apple Watch. And Apple announced that they were going to do sleep tracking built into the Apple Watch. And people asked him, like, are you nervous that, like, this is going to take all of your, like, all your users are going to go away? And he said no, because what might happen, what could happen is people who never thought about sleep tracking will then start doing it. And then maybe some of those people will want a a better app and they'll switch over to mine. And I think that happens with a lot of, like, the built-in Apple stuff, like reminders or podcasts where it's, like, it starts out as like I just use this for a few things. It just does the basics. And then as you get more kind of hardcore into it or you just want more features, you graduate to something more powerful or something bigger. And I think it's possible that something similar could happen with Spotify where people who never thought to listen to podcasts find out about them basically and get into podcasts and say, wow, this is really cool. And then eventually maybe they say, you know what? Uh, I wonder if there's some other app out there that maybe does something better or has more features or can handle the number of shows I listen to better or something. Maybe I'll look for another app and maybe I will switch to Overcast or Castro or something. Um, and so I think I think it's possible that it, while while Spotify is trying to be end up be like they want to become like this dominant player, I kind of I don't think that would happen. Uh, I, I mean, as long as you know, podcasts stay kind of as fractured, I guess, as it is. Um, but I think it's I think it's possible that while they're trying to achieve this goal, what might actually end up happening is maybe just more people will listen to podcasts in general. And as long as there's and if if there's more people listening to podcasts just in general, that's good for all of podcasting. Because, yeah, some of those people might just stick with Spotify or maybe they'll just get hooked on some Spotify-exclusive show. But some of those people might learn to do podcasting on their own or maybe they'll find they'll find another app and, and that'll keep the ecosystem um, – fractured is, has a word with negative connotations, but – you know, it'll keep it from being all under one roof. It'll keep it from being dominated by Spotify. So I, I think it's possible that Spotify's goal to own podcasting will fail and yet still end up being accidentally a good thing for this platform they don't actually care that much about. They might end up accidentally doing good. I, I really like your optimism on this. <laughs> I, I'm trying. It, yeah, it's 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 very concerning, but you make a lot of good points that as long as 
more people are getting interested in podcasts, then yeah, there's very little downside. And people will realize how much the Spotify Spotify podcast sucks, how much that side (laughs) of their app sucks. And they'll go somewhere else that's a little bit better. And I mean, besides Joe Rogan, I'm not aware of any good exclusives that they have. I think there's I think there's a couple of um, podcasts I've heard about as being really good that are Spotify exclusives. Um, like you mentioned, uh, Merlin Mann, who's a podcaster we really like, and I think he has said that there's like one show that he loves that recently switched to being a Spotify exclusive, and he's like, "Damn it, they got me!" I, I, there's one show I listen to Spotify. I, I use Spotify now. Like I'm so angry that I like this show this much that I, I would I would I would use it for just for this one thing. I'm I'm using it. like, "Damn it, they got me!" And he's like, you know, and he's like you and I like hardcore into podcasts and doesn't doesn't want it to be owned by one company but he's like ah, i'm I'm angry that they got me <laughs> so we'll we'll see i mean um and plus like i said like it's it's possible that that if more and more people get into podcasting more and more people might start to realize that oh i don't actually need spotify like maybe the maybe there'll be people who make a, a you know a two-year deal with spotify and then at the end of it They've gotten so many listeners, they can say, hey, we could get even more listeners if we open it up to everyone, you know, or and maybe start a Patreon or just have a sponsorship once in a while. But we have more listeners like, I don't know, it's it's uh, it'll be interesting to see see how it goes, because, yeah, it could it could go poorly, but it, it could also it could also go OK. And I, I need a little optimism in the world in 2020. <laughs> so we'll so see. I, I- I'm looking at the podcast portion of their uh, app on the computer, mm-hmm. and they've they've got fresh finds, which I guess is like trending podcasts, and then below that they've got categories. Here are the first four categories: top podcasts, podcast playlists, originals, and exclusive. The Joe Rogan Experience. <laughs> the Joe Rogan Experience comes before educational, true crime, and comedy. <laughs> His single podcast outperforms these entire genres it, it is its own category <laughs> right exactly yeah so but it'll be inter- it'll be very interesting to see how that how that whole thing shakes out yeah use overcast people yes i agree because again like these these more obscure or not as popular podcast apps like they're made by people who are die hard into it and so they have more features that you probably wouldn't think of but yeah so i mean we'll we'll just have to see we'll just have to wait and see what happens i guess you know like we're gonna do on tuesday <sighs> we'll i see. mean i've seen that movie a bunch of times i know how it ends <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you know what you, you watch infinity war i'll watch endgame and then we'll we'll compare we'll meet up and compare notes <laughs> we'll see what happens